We are back from spring break. Pete and Evan here on shoo, 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 Lost in the Shuffle. What's up, Evan? What's up, man? How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. How are you? I cannot complain. It's like 75, 80 degrees in Chicago in like early April. So, I mean, life is uh, pretty, pretty damn good right now. Can you tell I'm a different color? <laughs> yeah, you're red. <laughs> yeah. I'm red. <laughs> I know. I got some sun. That yeah, first, man. that first uh, sun, uh, sun exposure is pretty tough, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm black and white, so I don't know if I, right. if I know the way you know. However, I do burn. I know a lot of people say, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm half black, and I, I can tan. I really can. I know people are like, oh, sure you can, but like, I really <laughs> can. I go from being black and white to Dominican real quick. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been really nice to to have this warm weather. I actually today, so we live in a, a condo. So like a, like a condo association or whatever. And so there's a bunch of units and we have, uh, we're on the first floor and we have a patio out front. And because we're not too far from Wrigley, you know, all these people walk to, toward to the game, like and they walk right by us and they're always like staring up at us as they walk to the game. Um, and today I just like, for some reason decided, you know what, I'm going to put like some mesh covering over the fence. So nobody sees me. And it's like a game changer. Like I have like a whole space to myself out there where I can like hear the people and kind of see them if I want to, but they can't see me. So they can't um, see through mesh. Is it mesh? Well, it's like a real like thick mesh. It's like, uh, it's like a privacy filter kind of thing where like they just can't see through it. Like a football jersey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's like weatherproof. So like the threads are like real tight. So they Mm. can't see through it. Um, so I was just sitting out there a second ago, man. It is just, it's like a game changer. Just, it's like having an outdoor room kind of. Um, yeah. Well, I saw you brought the TV out yesterday. I did. I brought the TV out too. And that's another thing. I'm like trying to watch basketball games and like everyone's like watching by like, what is he watching? Who's this? I'm like, God damn it. just like, <laughs> stop looking at me and walk. So uh, put that up and man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to change my life. I know it. Yeah. The outdoor, outdoor uh, space for television, for sports viewing is uh, yeah. Like you said, it's a game changer. It's another it's added room to the house. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, man. What are we drinking today? What are we drinking? I am drinking another hazy beer. Uh, I'm a big hazy guy. You know, I'm starting to feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like beers are just starting to taste the same. Like once you like go to like a high grade IPA, like they just start to taste the same. Um, you think so? I do. I, I really do. I mean, some of them are a little different than others, but like if you're drinking like a certain type of IPA, like hazy IPA, for for instance, like a lot of them keep tasting the exact same. Right. But you have to, yeah, expand into, they have like milkshake IPAs and different flavors, nitro beers that give you a different, I mean, yeah, you gotta, but yes, I agree. The hazy beer, you can find 17 that tastes very similar. Yeah. And so I, maybe that's on me, but this one that I'm drinking today is called, I think it's a lesion or a lesion. Uh, It's probably a lesion. I don't know how to, I'm terrible at spelling. So I'm going to say this is a Legion Contact Haze Hazy IPA. Here's the. Who's band. it by? Oh, Elysian. Um, okay. Elysian. Yeah. I think Elysian. it's Elysian. Um, and there's some cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it's Elysian. Um, if somebody's listening to this and knows the correct pronunciation, let us know. <laughs> but um, you can see it's got some guys like brains are kind of cut open there. And, like it. Um, Very yeah, Halloween esque. 
Yeah, it says in the back, the day the world stood still, an Elysian brewed a hazy IPA. Rules were broken to bring you contact haze. The tangled chemistry of mild haze, blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of got those like tangy vibes in it. Um, I wish it was more tangy. Um, I think, you know, you don't want too tangy because then you like feel like you're drinking a summer shandy or some weird shit. But, um, you know, I, it's good. It's good. I, I'd give it out of like a 10. Maybe we should start ranking the beers, you know? That'd be a good idea. I think that would be a good idea. And then maybe yeah. we do our little stamp of like kind of like where we think they grade. Yep. We can um, put graphics on that. Yeah. Like on a scale of one through 10 being a hazy beer, I would probably give this a 6.8. Fair score. Fair score. Very average. Not bad, but not amazing. So there's that. Fair enough. I'm drinking another uh, Karate Cat. Karate Cat from Pipeworks. I've been just slamming Pipeworks, dude. But I am drinking it out of my Noon Whistle. Nice. My favorite my favorite chalice from Noon Whistle. Noon Whistle is this cool brewery that's uh, over here in Naperville. That's um, really nice um, that I enjoy. So, yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. Cheers, yeah, I need to, yeah, cheers, man. I need to uh, get up that way and uh, check these places out with you here soon before you go. Oh, yeah. Down. So, we do a brewery tour because um, we have like five or six within like a five mile radius and we'll just take ubers and we'll go have beers at a couple and go to the next ones we did that like a couple weekends ago it was really fun that's awesome man i haven't done any brewery tours or anything i haven't been to a damn bar in so fucking long i can't even i couldn't right. tell you last bar i went to man um i cannot wait it's your to birthday sit down. remember yeah oh yeah I th- well yeah i think that is the last bar i went to really it's crazy so yeah about a year um yeah man i can't wait to just sit in a bar stool and just uh drink some well beers. we don't say that word around here Oh yeah, sit in a tall chair. Fuck those guys! <laughs> Can't wait to sit in a tall chair and have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I will take who is Shailene Woodley's husband for four hundred. <laughs> did you, uh, Aaron did you see that? <laughs> who is the most boring person in the world for a thousand? Aaron Rodgers. Um. <laughs> Who's the biggest pussy in the NFC North for 500? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Who got dunked by a NASCAR driver for 300, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> he's so boring, uh, dude. Yeah, he's 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 not great at all. And and I obviously we're Bears fans and so we do have a a bit of a, a opinion that's been formed um just because we are Bears fans. But, yeah, he just seems, like, very blah. I know his brother was on The Bachelor or whatever, The Bachelorette, and, like, all he did was talk shit about him and say, like, what a what an asshole he is. And I could not agree more. Like, he definitely seems like he doesn't talk to his family. Like, they, like, cut him off. Like Yeah. That was going to be my like- next one. Who is your family hates you for a 1,000? Yeah, <laughs> his, his brother doesn't talk to – like, if your mom and dad and brother hate you – you got to be a scumbag, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, um, just not not uh, not a great look. And he's got all this money, and he's got all his fame, and all this access to all these awesome things. And like, you're just not helping your family. I mean, maybe he's helping his family financially somewhere somehow, but it doesn't I, seem like it. I don't think he is. I think that's why they hate him. Like he never sees them. Or I mean, this is just from what I hear from other people and gossip shit. Who who knows if that's real? You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's so bizarre how he's with the Shailene Woodley chick, like that he's already engaged to her. Like, I don't understand 
how all that happened so fast. Like, right. and she, I don't know. And she doesn't know anything about football. Maybe, and maybe that's why he's like so obsessed with her because she seems like she's kind of like uh, really just into like books and not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it doesn't seem like she's it, <laughs> sorry. <books. Alex>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Close your ears. Yeah. Uh, no, but I just think that like, she's like very not into sports. Like she just likes things that are, more i don't know what's the word i'm looking for just not sports um simple simple i simple i don't even know if it's simple it's just not sports it's like she just doesn't interest her and so maybe for him that's something that he's attracted to maybe like he likes that she doesn't know who he is do you feel that like danica patrick was so competitive and like like alpha female that he she kind of like scared him off very possible i don't know that's the vibe that i got I, I'm sure that competitive nature like plays a role into her personality outside of the racetrack. Like I'm sure she's very strong personality and has her opinions and are is set in her ways because she is competitive. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but having two right. people that are like so competitive again, like up against each other, they probably don't ever concede to one another's yeah. opinions. I'm going to be on top. No, you're going to be on top. (laughs) Rev my engine. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, he's, he's uh, anyways, I know you're, you're basically alluding to him hosting uh, jeopardy here, right? Yeah. He was hosting jeopardy. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like his last time, or I know some people were saying if he should do this, like permanently to take over for Alex Trebek, um, and then just fucking leave the Green Bay Packers, which would be awesome because then maybe we could actually win a game. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, it was cool that, you know, he did that for Alex Trebek because Alex Trebek is awesome. But um, yeah, he's just like so condescending and he's a little quiet, snarky room. He's just I just want to fucking punch him in the face, man. <laughs> he seems like he is a rather smart person, though, I will say. I saw right. which makes I it saw, worse. Yeah, I saw him on some highlights of him the last time that he was on the show when he was a contestant and he was answering some of these questions. Um, I'm not a big jeopardy person that like, I'm not like good at trivia from that standpoint. Like some, some categories like I'd be fine in, but there's a lot of old like history things that they discuss that I just wouldn't know. British um, literature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh uh, yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, he seems like he's very intelligent, but his personality just seems like it's just very type. I don't even know what type it is. I want to say it's type A because I don't know if that even falls into that category, but just asshole category yeah. is what it probably is. So, yeah, type man. B for boner. He's a fucking boner. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just saw that um, and it just pissed me off. But, um, other thing I was going to talk about, MLB came out with a uh, article today talking about um, Ping Bodhi. Now, for you guys who don't know who Ping Bodhi is, this was an old-time baseball player, and he used to play for the Yankees and the Athletics, and he was quite the showman. So in order – when he was playing for uh, the Athletics, he um, – oh, I'm sorry. He was playing for the Phillies in Philadelphia, but I think they were the Athletic Phillies. Uh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia Athletics. He said, you know, the only things in Philly to see are me and the Liberty Bell. So he was like quite a showman for trying mm-hmm. to like draw people in and stuff. So there was a time where he had an eating competition against an ostrich and he outbeat the ostrich. He had 11 plates of spaghetti and the ostrich conked out before that. So I read this article today, right? <laughs> 
He's also in the Italian American Hall of Fame for sports. Just okay. so you know. But it got me thinking, you know, I mean, we talk about Chipotle a lot. We talk about mm. food, mm. but I was just curious to see for you um, if your life depended on it, what animal at the zoo would you put yourself against and what food or dish do you think you'd be able to do it with? Man. So I like, I love Chipotle. So I, I got, like you said, I, I think I, I probably would go Chipotle or wings, probably wings like Buffalo wings or Chipotle. One of the two, as far as what I'm eating. Okay. So you're going straight up Chipotle bowls. Yeah. Do I got to include all the rice though? Or like, can I put like a Chipotle like salad? Sure. Yeah. Any kind of way you'd want. I mean, your yeah, life think, depends on it. So it's up to you. Well, they're eating the same thing I am. Right. So whatever. I'll do Chipotle bowl. Cause they're eating the bowls too. So, right. Um, I would do Chipotle bowl, double meat, lettuce, brown rice, hot sauce. Um, and then as far as the animal goes, man, I don't know. I feel like you can go so many ways with that. You could, you could take an animal that's known for eating a lot, but then that screws me over. I could take an animal that doesn't eat much and then I'm the obvious winner. Well, so yeah, your I, life depends on it. Yeah. So do you want to I mean, win? Yeah. But, but I got, I don't want to say something that's just like not even fair that I'd destroy. I would probably say some sort of like chimpanzee, maybe. Okay. Maybe that, I think that's fair. I think that's a, Hey, the gen- genetic makeup of a monkey is probably similar to that of a human being at some step, some, some point. So I think that's the most fair uh, analogy or comparison that I could offer. Up. Hey, I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch it too, actually. Maybe we should uh, reach out to Lincoln Park Zoo and see if we can make that happen. Let's let's try that. Or we could do a podcast <laughs> there and, you know, just kind of do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, just sneak into the chimp area. They're like, what are those two doing? Feeding a burrito bowl to the chimp. Okay. Yeah. I just saw the article. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. I had no idea about that. And as you know, we like to cover some off the beat um, stories. I figured that would be a uh, good thing to touch on. Yeah. I mean, do you have an idea? What I, can I turn that back around towards you? Like if you had to pick something that you would stuff your face with and go up against some animal. Yeah. Um, I would probably choose nachos. Mm, um, okay plates of nachos with like uh some sort of like ground beef on top of it or yeah ground beef chicken yeah. olives guacamole i mean you I put the works had, on it i haven't had nachos in a long time i think this sparks up another good draft that we should do is best appetizers like oh yes that is a good one we'll oh, save fuck. that for next episode <laughs> yeah, i want to go it, now but yeah, write it down <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, go ahead, though. Let's see. What, what do you get? So your nachos and your, who are you going up against? Um, I think I would do uh, a giraffe. Okay. I think you're losing. But uh... <laughs> I mean, but think about this. Those chips can be pretty sharp, right? If when you bite them. <laughs> yeah. And that's a long way to go down. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might get to see a CPR during the eating contest. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I like I like the way you think there. That's great. So all right. So nachos and giraffe versus uh Chipotle, Evan and uh chimpanzee. Good show. We'll book it. Yeah. <laughs> Good show. <laughs> Evan, have you been uh have you been watching the Cubs? 
you know, so I know uh, there are ways to stream stuff. Um, I do have YouTube TV, but it doesn't have fucking marquee network and it's driving me nuts. I've had YouTube TV now for about two years and I was hoping last year they would figure out the whole marquee network thing. Didn't get it done. Had the whole off season, thought they'd get them added. Still haven't got it done. So to your answer, your question, no, I have not watched the Cubs and it really sucks. I've watched little snippets here and there, but uh, no. And it's really frustrating because I want to be a Cubs fan. I want to watch them, but like I've watched more Sox baseball than I've watched Cubs. And yeah. that's the Ricketts fault. Like it's not my fault. I, I have cable essentially just not through Comcast. And so right. I'm screwed. Well, I'll give you a little bit of update. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're playing right now, right? I mean, we, we started filming before, well, now it's over. So they lost four to two. Yeah. Awesome. I I guess Brandon Workman. Um, but prior to that, prior to that game today, the Cubs had 15 hits, right? In five games. And that was the lowest out of any team to play at least five games. The only two teams to have less hits were the Nationals and the Mets. And that was because they played one game and two games. So out of everybody that started on opening day, the Cubs have the least amount of hits. Um, so the same problems that came two years ago, why Joe Madden left to last year to this year, I think that's just going to be another trend that we're going to see those bats go ice cold. And even in the games that we do win, if you look at uh, what was it Monday night when they had uh, what was it? Three or four home runs in the fourth inning. Um, those are all solo, solo home runs. So, I mean, they live and die by the long ball. Um, so that's on the offensive side. So struggling to put the ball in play. Yeah. The other positive here is if you look at our, uh, um, bullpen, so bullpen, you know, has always been kind of shaky, like, oh shit, we got to turn to the bullpen in the seventh inning. I don't know if they can hold it. Our bullpen has the most strikeouts um, out of any uh, bullpen in the bigs right now. They're ranked number one, which is that's big time. Really nice, yeah. Especially um, with the pieces that we added. Um, so I think that was that's obviously a positive. Um, Kyle Hendricks threw a masterful game today. Um, I think he gave up four hits, no runs, uh, and an error. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I guess they're what. Uh, I think they're number, aren't they number one or number two in the in the division? Oh, they're so? two for sure. Cause the reds are number one. The, the okay. Cincinnati reds are red hot. They won five in a row. Nick okay. Castellano, you've seen what was been going on yeah. with him, right? Yeah. I've seen it. I saw that he did some crazy flex on the, uh, the pitcher after he slid into home base and he keeps flipping the bat. He's been real like hothead showboat kind of player recently. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was showing you yesterday. Uh, that pitcher, um, Amir Garrett, who came out and said, we want teams to know that we're bat flipping showboat and son of a guns. Like they're the swaggy team. Now they're the swaggy team. Explain this to me. So I, I watch baseball. I don't watch it like you do. I am not like super, um, in tune with baseball etiquette. Um, like you probably are, obviously you play baseball. You're, you still play baseball. That's your thing. Why does baseball not allow more um what's the word i'm looking for just um boating like like after you after you hit a home run like flip the bat like that is to me something that baseball could really capitalize on to increase viewership to like increase you know what i mean like do do something fun after you hit a bomb like in the nba 
yeah, you get a dunk and you don't really see them like flex or anything like that, but you'll see them do something here or there that creates some sort of, I don't know, spark and interest. Uh, I just feel, I feel like it's a missed opportunity that the, that the MLB just flips out so much when somebody does something to, you know, say like, yeah, that's right. You know, it's kind of weird to me. Well, see, you are actually, you know, actually a lot more than you think you do, because that is exactly, exactly what is going, what has, has happened. So there is an old way and an old school thinking for baseball, right? They call them the unwritten rules, right? You hit a home run, you put your bat down, you strike someone out, you walk back to the, the, uh, to the dugout, you know, these are the unwritten rules of baseball, um, And these newer, upcoming, younger players who are fun, who are flashy, who are swaggy, are the ones I just dropped 450 dead center, flip the bat up, right? Pitchers sometimes don't like that, right? But then it can happen on the the other way too. Strike out, you know, bases loaded, get out of a jam. Ah! You know, excited. Trevor Bauer does that all the time. And these players now too, that their contracts are based on their performance, but also like how marketable they are too. So if you're like um, Trevor Bauer, he tries to market himself. He's got a YouTube page. He makes his own shirts. Like he knows that there's money to be made if you are a standout uh, personality, you know? And the thing that Major League Baseball doesn't understand is if you don't watch baseball, you're not going to watch baseball if the game is sped up by three minutes. If um, there's, you know, a, the, the pitching rule, the pitcher has to pitch to three batters now as opposed to, so it's less uh, pitchers, less time off. If you don't watch baseball, you're not going to turn it on because they changed those rules. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. So you're right. It is important for these younger players to have flash, to have fun. It's they have this whole thing called make baseball fun again. Because that is fun, right? Who doesn't like seeing that stuff? Ah, flexing. And then the guy gets upset. And there's like storylines. It's almost like wrestling. Like, oh, they don't like each other. Like Wilson Contreras, he got hit twice yesterday. He flipped out. He got all pissed. The benches cleared. They got all upset at each other. And it's like, now that's a storyline between the Cubs and the Brewers. These are like things that, like you said, help build the game. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's can only do good for the sport in my opinion in this day and age it's just i think there's a lot of people that don't tune into baseball games because they watch it and say man this is just so dry and boring yeah and nothing's happening but if you can spark some sort of excitement by flexing or flipping a bat or wearing something that's cool on your jersey like some big ass chain or just doing something that like makes you look interesting to watch um you know I, I think that's an opportunity that they need to capitalize on versus referring to the old school way. I mean, it's not old school anymore. Like where it's, it's right. 2021. I think it's time to adapt to how people, you know, can um, or what people want to see. So. Yeah. And it's definitely starting to move that way, especially with the younger players, Fernando Tatis jr. Look at there. I got the bat flip shirt on. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. just- Love that flipping the bat um jose patista um i'm sorry joey but joey bats he uh had this huge bat flip in toronto uh, um ronald cunha jr yeah i mean all the up-and-coming young players have uh have really put a spark in their team and yeah it's fun and exciting makes you want to watch them you know yeah man yeah yeah I, and back to your point about baseball i wish i i wish i could watch more of it i just 
I've never been someone that just watches a game that's not the Cubs. Um, I am if I'm going to watch a baseball game, typically it's going to be a Cubs game, and I'll right. watch as many as I can. At least I used to, but now I can't. And I, you know, I wonder at what point do the Ricketts family say, okay, well, you know, we've lost a lot of viewership. Like they have to be. Like I'm not the only person. I know a handful of people that aren't able to watch baseball games right now. Oh, like if you're a diehard handful, fan, yeah. Like if you're a diehard fan, then you'll figure it out and you'll get like comcast or you'll go to a bar but but if you're like someone who's like i want to say more than just a casual fan like i would watch them you know if they were on tv like a lot right but i'm not enough of a fan to go out of my way and purchase an entire network um and pay more and have comcast to watch every game so right. i don't know where that puts me but um uh, it just sucks i wish i could tune in more and i just can't so yeah, well, I think they thought they were going to make more money. They wanted to have their own network, just like the Yankees have the Yes Network, and they right. wanted to have Marquee Network. But like you said, I think it just backfires in your face when you don't um, offer it in more than one. Uh, when you don't have yeah. more than one offering. You know, it's like Comcast or nothing, yeah. right? Right, right. So yeah, I have nothing wrong. There's, I have no problems with the idea of the Marquee Network. That's fine. Just make sure that it's accessible. Like if it's not, then you really cut ties with a lot of your fan base, at least the ones who are, you know, not going to have Comcast. So, well, the good news uh, is Evan, as I have a solution for that. Yeah, I know. Listeners, everybody listen, visit sportsurge.net. And that will take you to a site where you can stream different kinds of sporting events. Yeah. It's works really well for MMA, everything, anything that you can't, get you can get there uh pay-per-view whatever it's, yeah. it's available so i mean it's clean too it's crisp you got to go through some of those processes where you click a window and then another window opens up and you close a window and then it plays but um overall yeah if once you get there and it's playing it's super crisp you can then connect it to your tv and you know it's good as gold so maybe we'll do a tutorial that one day <laughs> this is how we do it <laughs> yeah visit us we'll show you how to pirate some shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah man so Plus evan have you ever uh hit a tree going 75 miles an hour i haven't i have not but i think i know somebody that has Ooh. <laughs> um name rhymes with liger coulds <laughs> speaking of the zoo uh <laughs> yeah oh my god dude i saw that today this morning I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, he is like going back to what we were talking about earlier about like competitiveness and like needs for like rushes and adrenalines. And I think Tiger Woods just embodies like someone who likes to push the limits and just like be the top dog. And I think you see that within the way he drives. He probably loves to push the cars that he drives to the max. I know this isn't his first incident with speeding or like doing something stupid in a car. Right. Um, I saw like the, the guy that came on, <clears throat> excuse me, said that um, he put his foot on the gas instead of the brake. Yeah. But like, come on. He like crashed it. Like they said, like around 80 miles an hour. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe he tried to slow down a little bit, but there's no way. I think what was the speed limit there? Did they say 45, like 45? So, okay. So let's say he was going 50 just over the speed limit there's no way you by by putting your foot on the gas you go 30 miles an hour faster to get to 80 miles per hour oh right you know what i mean like he must have been going 80 or 75 already it said he was going 84 to 87 that was the 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 mile car that's what he was going at he was 
traveling at that speed, 84 to 87. Um, and then he hit the tree at 75. So he must have like decelerated a little bit. And then, like you said, he hit the accelerator right before impact. Unbelievable. I mean, that is fast. Like I, like if I, I, the next time somebody is out and about and driving around, I'm not trying to encourage people to speed, but like yeah. the next time you're going about 65, 70, just kind of pay attention to how fast you're going. Right. And then try and put yourself on a windy road. That's not a highway that's tiger woods yeah. I, like i mean i can't imagine being on a windy route road going 80 miles an hour um that you're not familiar with it's just well you know so what bizarre you know what i can't imagine i can't imagine hitting a tree at 75 miles an hour and being sober i agree they, they didn't check his blood um, they didn't toxicology or whatever right um, because they said there were no there was no evidence of him like being loopy or I, I forget what it was but they said they they legally didn't for some reason which i'm sure is total bullshit that's but, what i'm uh, saying isn't that bullshit because i mean obviously you're fucked up because you just hit a tree traveling yeah. at a high rate of speed but, but they check other people i would think like like your yes. normal civilian would be checked for an accident 100 percent. So. it's not like it's not like a breathalyzer but they will take blood because there's probably blood everywhere as it is so they would take oh God, blood yeah. to check right yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand how that doesn't happen. And I do understand because it's Tiger Woods. So I'm sure, you know, they're like, all right, hey, it's Tiger, it's Tiger, like, chill, chill. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to bring this, you know, DNA or not DNA, but, you know, blood to anywhere for testing. Like, let's just kind of pretend, say we didn't see it happen. But, but, uh, but why do we, why do we protect him? Like, what do those cops get out of protecting in hopes that they'll get paid off later? Um, was was Tiger conscious enough to tell them, I got a mill for you, please? You know, like, what was it? Like, what's their their uh, motive? I have no idea. I mean, they, I mean, you could be right there. I mean, they. I don't know that Tiger said that to them, but maybe they know in the back of their head, like, hey, man, if we don't report this and we go to him later, he'll take care of us because we could come back out later and say, well, Turns out we did actually pull his toxicology report, and this is what it showed. There's a good chance they have that toxicology right. report, and they are just holding sitting it sitting on it. Yeah, and saying, "Well, hey, man, like if you want to pay us off, we'll we'll present it." And I'm not like one for conspiracy theories. Like I'm like I never am. Oh, I love but... conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I'm just like I, I just don't understand. Like it's so obvious to me that he is playing the whole look like look who i am like you know who i am card in this instance because i just don't understand how i don't know and he's been pulled over before for issues around drugs like um opioids or like whatever because he's had issues with uh pain meds or like right he's had so many issues so how do you not even at least check for that he just like a couple years ago he was pulled over for being so um dizzy and couldn't walk and he didn't crash but they pulled him over because of his like swerving yeah we saw the 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 uh mugshot remember yeah so yeah. right so how do you not check someone who's got a history with bad behavior behind a wheel that's driving 85 miles an hour and crashing um in that instance it just it, it, for no reason to i mean like he didn't like hit anybody else it's just completely self-inflicted right crash it just doesn't make sense to me so um other than the fact that he's tiger woods and let him get away with it so yeah um but uh we'll see what comes of it i I haven't heard too much about like how I know the injuries sound like they're pretty substantial as far as like fractures. And it sounded like a couple of them, like actually like his, the bone broke through the skin, which is disgusting. 
Um, but uh, I don't know how, how will it'll impact his career. Is he uh, done with golf? You think? You know, I don't think he is. I think he's going to come back. I don't know if he'll. I mean, breaking your legs is for sure like a terrible thing, and I'm sure it affects, um, you know, movement to a certain extent. But bones are like typically, I feel like, really resilient, and if you can place them correctly and put some pins in there, and um, he seems to be someone that's really resilient and dedicated himself to like coming back after all these different surgeries. I, I'm sure he'll try. I don't and know if he'll be like the guy he was, but I'm sure he'll try. Let's be honest too. He's playing golf. Right. Every fat right. old guy plays golf, right? Yeah. It's not, he's not right. playing it's linebacker not, for the Ravens, you know, for sure. For sure. I'm sure a true golfer though would tell you like, man, this type of thing though, will kind of in uh, play a role into how he moves his hips or of how course, he yeah. drives this way with his shoulder or et cetera. I mean like the pressure it puts on your shin versus, you know, et cetera. But yeah. I knowing how he is and how competitive he is and how good he's been. Um, and he's shown recently, you know, he won the masters a couple of years ago. I, I just, and he's sitting at home right now, probably watching this masters this weekend and saying like, fuck, like I, yeah. I need to get my ass out there. I'm sure he's driven to get himself back on the, he's on listening the, to this podcast. He's like Pete and Evan are making fun <laughs> of me. I got to get out there and show them. <laughs> I got to get them shut down. They're making too many good points. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, to your point, it's a crazy thing. I'm not surprised that this happened though, to be honest, he's got a really bad history behind the wheel and um, it's Tiger Woods. I mean, he's full of chaos and bad stories. So um, here we are. Here we are again. Well, I know you just came out with a, uh, another episode uh, for double overtime. Um, You want to give me any updates on either the bulls or NBA kind of tell me what's going on. Yeah, so um, the NBA is uh, getting rather interesting. You know, the the playoffs are approaching. They're not quite here yet, but uh, you're starting to see teams kind of uh, make their the last minute changes that they need to to make their playoff push. Um, you're seeing teams, uh, you know, acquire guys at the trade deadline, which was a few weeks or a couple weeks ago, or whatever. Um, you're seeing guys get signed off of like waivers, buyouts, etc. The nets are stacked. I think you and I talked about the Nets maybe a month ago, and I was talking about how I thought they were going to be the number one top dog, or that may have right. been in a different podcast. Can't no, that was right. Remember? Because I was like, can they all share the ball? Well, that's when, um, yeah. what's his nuts went over there, right? Uh, James Harden, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously that they have um, James Harden and Kevin Durant have been out for a couple games, but the Nets still continue to show that they're, you know, a legitimate team. They added Blake Griffin, they added LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't see how they don't move forward um into the eastern conference finals against somebody in the western conference the western conference is full of good teams which they always are you got the utah jazz the phoenix suns the clippers the nuggets the lakers i mean they're all stacked um and so i think it's anybody's game if you look about look at the games back like the jazz and the suns uh, the suns are two and a half games back um after that it kind of trickles down but just because they're behind doesn't mean that they're not capable of winning so I think there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of talent in the NBA right now, um, and so it should be an exciting playoff um, race. I don't really have a clear favorite other than the Nets, but um, you know, with James Harden and Kevin Durant not being in the rotation a lot recently, you never know. I think it opens the door for opportunity. Um, so, I would also I like to know. Um, I mean, not right now, but um, like betting points. So, if there's any value on conference champs, where you think. 
Um, obviously you would have, you know, you said the nets right now. I'd just be curious to see like where they're at right now and kind of like futures bets and seeing, you know, who do you think is going to win um, this conference? And then maybe we can kind of talk about that next time. Or I'll, I'm just kind of curious to see like who you think a good value would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so as far as conferences go, I, I'm not like super, like as much as I watch basketball, I, I, I couldn't break down like all the conferences within the conferences. Like I know East versus West. Right. Um, but um, I could tell you as far as who I think would be like a sleeper to pick as far as the, the Eastern conference goes um, I would probably, I think you'd have to probably take the bucks. Um, but the bucks, I, I just don't know that they have enough talent to get over that, that hill. Um, but they're the third seed right now. <clears throat> that would be my, my sleeper team of the bunch. The Sixers are missing Embiid. They'll probably drop down in the rankings here as the season progresses. They're tied with the, um, the Nets for first place right now. Um, but yeah, I would probably take the Bucks as far as a sleeper team. But if you're not into sleepers and you want to go, you know, I'll go ham on the number one dog, top dog, I'd take the Nets. As far as the Western Conference goes, my sleeper team here would probably be, and I don't even know there's so much a sleeper, but I'd probably take the Denver Nuggets. Right now, the Jazz are ranked number one, Suns two, Clippers three, Nuggets four. I would probably take the Nuggets to, um, to come away with the, the win out West. So um, I could easily see it being the Nets versus the Nuggets in the championship. Nets and Nuggets. Yep. Okay. I think that's a good pick. Um, in regards to the Bulls real quick, I know we were, talking about them or you had mentioned them a second ago um they have finally won two games in a row they had a really bad stint there after the trade deadline where they lost a bunch of games that they should have won and um some games that were just like super close and they couldn't find a way to win or games where they get blown out it's been a kind of hodgepodge of games um i think they're finally starting to click a little uh they beat the nets actually um but the nets were missing james harden and kevin durant so However, the Nets are still a good team with with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. I think, um, you know, that really is a competitive team still, regardless of them not having those two guys. And then um, they beat the Pacers last night. I did my review on that game. So if you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's on Double Overtime Podcast. And um, I think they're going to try and make a playoff push. I don't think they're going to get very far, but... uh, I heard their schedule's uh, pretty easy the next upcoming games. Is that true? Yeah, it is pretty simple. Uh, I mean... Or at least within their talent realm, right? Right, right, yeah. So they and, and they're all on the road though. That's the one thing that is going to be difficult for the Bulls. So I'm not looking at their schedule right now. I can probably pull it up, but um, basically, I know they're playing like the the Grizzlies, and I think they're playing the Hawks. Uh, they're playing the Timberwolves, like and maybe somebody else. But like they're all, you know, road games that are very winnable games. Um, I think they really need to take advantage of this because the season is slowly or not slowly, but quickly coming to an end. Um, There's still a handful of games to go, but if you are losing games that are winnable games and then, you know, playing teams that are difficult and losing those two, you're just kind of putting yourself in a really bad situation. So I think um, the whole point of these trades that they made and acquiring Vucevic was to make the playoffs. So they really need to, to put some good effort into making them. Otherwise, it was pointless um, mm-hmm. to, to acquire him, in my opinion. I think they, they need that playoff talent. There's a lot of guys in this team that have not been to the playoffs, and playoff basketball is completely different than regular season. Mm. So, And how long did they sign him for? Vucevic? Yeah. Um, so they 
so they didn't sign him. He was signed by the Magic, but they traded for him. Okay. Um, so, um, but he's he's they have him this season, and then the next two seasons. So, oh, okay, good. So he'll uh, he'll be around. He'll be around for a little bit. Yeah, and his his contract is actually rather affordable, which is crazy. They have like two All Stars on their team, and like basically those two All Stars are like two of the best contracts in the NBA, um, as far as like the number of points and rebounds and assists they put out versus, for value. Yeah, like <laughs> so, they, like good good job on their part. Costco, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll hopefully resign Zach Levine. I like Zach. Um, I think he plays a bit too ball hoggy at times, but last night actually he was moving the ball pretty well. Um, and I think a lot of that stems to the talent that he had around him. He felt, I think, as though he needed to do a lot because he didn't have much talent. But now that you got guys like Vucevic around and uh, Daniel Tice and guys that can actually play within, like, play competent basketball, I think he's finally moving the ball well um and probably going you're probably going to see a decrease in the amount of points he puts up per game just because there's other guys on the team that can get involved beautiful looks like a pretty decent outcome for the bulls then coming up here in the next couple games yeah i hope i hope we'll see uh you never know with this team but uh hopefully they'll get their shit together and we'll win some games here so we'll see Okay, well, Evan is our NBA specialist. I cover baseball most of the time, so I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown of baseball. I actually did a opening weekend, opening day video um, on our YouTube page. I'm going to start trying to post more videos on our YouTube page, um, have some more content there, so always go and check that out, Sheffield Shuffler on YouTube. You can find um, our stuff, all of our videos there. Um, Evan, this guy in uh, Detroit, the Detroit Tigers, who actually all their picture pitchers have our shirts, the paint, the oh, corner yeah. shirts, by the way, no big deal. Um, did we get some photos? Of, did you get some photos of, uh, not yet? Random? No, I reached, I spoke with their, uh, photographer and then my buddy who was, uh, who was playing with them this spring, um, didn't get him yet. So hopefully he gets called up and, um, he can get them for us, uh, sometime at like in this, this season. Nice dude. That's awesome. Yeah, because that's huge. Sure. That would be huge. <laughs> um, Akil Badu, Evan. All right. This guy, um, it was his first game in the majors. He hits his first pitch for a home run, right? Yeah. Next game, he hits a grand slam. He hits a grand slam on Monday, and then he has a walk-off hit all in three days. So that's first game as a major leaguer, his first pitch, he hits a home run. Next game, he hits a grand slam. Next game, he has a walk-off hit. So, I mean, to come up in the bigs and have those three days be your first three days in the Major League is amazing. So, that's a storyline in Detroit, Detroit Tigers. Akil Badu, um, keep an eye on him. Great story. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I was telling you, like the, the, the storyline stuff that you can follow is what I really love. I mean, just about sports in general, but kind of finding those guys that have a special story. Um uh, Tim Anderson for the uh, Chicago White Sox. He's going on the DL. He has a hamstring issue. Um, should be back. He's only on the 10-day DL. So White Sox fans looking forward to seeing him back soon. Uh, Contreras, Wilson Contreras, you know um, him from the Chicago Cubs. He's our catcher. He was hit by a pitch. Two pitches yesterday. They uh, cleared the benches uh, the ninth inning. He got real upset. He got hit for the second time. He got hit in the head. Um a little while before that too. So no one's going to be happy, you know, eating a fucking 96 mile an hour fastball in the ribs. Um, 
it's part of the game. But um, again, keep an eye on the Cubs and the Brewers. Might be a little bad blood there. Who knows? Um, it's always fun to kind of see, you know, guys get their uh, uh, feathers ruffle, ruffled, I guess. Keeping it in the NL Central, you know, I, we talked about Nick Castellanos. Uh, him yeah. and his teammate, uh, Tyler Naquin, um, are tied for the most home runs in the league. Um, so Tyler Naquin is an outfielder and uh, Castellanos as well. They both have four home runs. Uh, Castellanos hit another one today. Naquin hit another one today. So the Cincinnati Reds are swaggy hot right now, man. They are taking the approach to we're the bad guys, we're the heel, fuck everybody else. We're going to bat flip. We're going to get pumped. So, again, that's going to be fun to watch, too. Them and the Cardinals, because bench is cleared first game, too. Bench, uh, the cart against Castellanos and, um, and their pitcher, too. You saw when he flexed over him. Yeah. So keep an eye out there. These rivalries are, are heating up, and it's only five games in the season, six games in the season. So I'm real excited to see that. Keep an eye on uh, the the Reds and the Cardinals. Um, And then, of course, our boy, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, He will not have surgery, uh, expected not to have surgery. He dislocated his shoulder. I don't know if you saw. He took a a real big swing, and then he went down, and uh, he dislocated his shoulder. Surgery is not expected, so expect him to see see him back hopefully in the next uh, couple weeks which is great because he's great for baseball as you can tell he loves to bat flip he's exciting he's one of those guys Evan who like you said keeps the game fun um but yeah those are just a couple of bullet points that I just wanted to hit on um if you wanted to see all the opening day opening weekend stuff check out that video at uh our YouTube and um that's all the baseball stuff I got not I got right now what about you uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big baseball guy, so I'm going to say anything just, else. You got anything else? Oh, I think I'm good, man. I think, um, I think we covered some good stuff. I'm in my head right now thinking about not only what you were just talking about, but, uh, just thinking about, uh, you know, what, what the future holds for baseball. And I'm also thinking about, uh, these appetizers and, uh, yeah. What, so uh, next, <laughs> I think next episode is going to be good. Cause we already talked about, should we give it a little preview maybe? Uh, what as far as what we want our, our, our picks no 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 just about what our we wanted to talk about next episode I oh yeah so we want to do tattoos right yep yep appetizers and appetizers a draft of the appetizers and a, and the, what kind of tattoo you have a bunch of tattoos i have a decent amount of tattoos i kind of want to talk about the stigma around tattoos why people of course. like them why they don't are they a big deal are they not a big deal Best uh, best players that have tattoos. Best players, uh, yeah, the coolest tattoos yeah. out there. Kenyon uh, Martin, right? He had the kiss yes. one, right there. Yeah, Birdman. I saw Kenyon Martin actually at a water tower place when I was in high school. I chased him down. He was there, really um, downtown. Yeah, I went to high school downtown in the middle of Chicago, um, and so we would go to water tower during lunch all the time when we were seniors. We got to go off campus, and so we would literally walk across the street to the water tower. Um, and we would go there and we would see celebrities all the time. And I did see Kenyon Martin in the finish line that was like on the eighth or ninth floor. And, uh, he had that, I remember thinking that was him. And then I saw the big red lips on his, uh, yeah. neck. I'm like, Holy shit. That's Kenyon Martin. Right. He actually now has his own podcast with uh Jadakiss that he's starting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Him and Jadakiss just started it there. It's all about uh basketball and like hip hop and like the culture around those sports and, uh, entertainment when, in regards to like hip hop and how they kind of mesh and gel and, um, it's brand new. They they just did an advertisement for it on ESPN yesterday. So it's pretty cool. Kiss on his neck with Jada Kiss. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
I didn't even see that come. Wow. They, these sneaky fuckers. These motherfuckers. Well, maybe we'll get them on. We'll all have a, an eating competition at the zoo. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, next time we'll uh, we'll cover some other stuff. Um, and, um, yeah. Does that sound good? Sounds good, man. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure to subscribe um, and make sure to share this with your friends if you're listening, because that's one of the main way that we're uh, main ways that we're getting followers, right? Or listeners is just yeah, uh, you guys, uh, you know, sharing this on your story or telling your friends about us. That's uh, it really helps out a lot. So also, Evan, I think I wanted to set up a uh, a call line. Uh, I think I can download a Google app where it gives us a phone number and we can leave that open and have people call in and leave messages for either comments, questions, things like that. And then we can play them over the air and answer them as we go during our podcast. Love it. We'll make sure to, when you post it, post, uh, when you post the video, post the number. So people can um, see it because I don't no know. No dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully people have made it through this far in the episode. But if not, I definitely want to make sure that they have access to that phone number um, and can leave some voicemails and, and fun questions or topic ideas that we can kind of discuss. So, yeah, cool. I'll look into uh, getting that set up. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, brother. All right, man. Shake that. Shake that. Shake that. Shake that. Every day I'm shuffling. Shake that.